welcome to the next episode of Island Turtle Talk presented by Balmy Spirit. I am Island Turtle and today we have a guest, Chris Norgard out of Kailua, Oahu, Hawaii. If you don't know where Kailua, Oahu are, uh, Chris, you were actually my trainer for the last year that I was in Hawaii and I've had personal training experiences before. Like when we got together, I told you a little bit about like my history and I have this kind of extended history of extreme relationships with exercise and with food um so going into personal training I was a little anxious at first but the second I started to work with you I immediately was like oh this is gonna be chill this is actually gonna be like really fun and I'm gonna actually get a lot of benefit out of this like I could tell that you're a very heart-centered person and that it wasn't gonna be this like super rigid like situation where I didn't have a voice like I find you to be very attentive as a personal trainer. And I think anybody who has, you know, anxiety actually would work really well with you. Um, but if you could tell us a little bit about what you're doing like these days, as far as work is concerned and, and how you got to that point. Yeah. So um, thanks for the introduction. Um, right now I am full-time personal trainer in Oahu. I'm training at a uh, USC gym in person and um, yeah, it's my, my full-time job and I'm sort of migrating over to trying to take on clients to train online as well. Um, mainly because a lot of people that I've worked with and that I've grown a connection to have ended up moving away from the islands. That tends to happen here in Hawaii. Everybody comes here and then they love it. They live it. And then they, they go and they move on. So I'm trying to build that connection back up and, and keep the connection going for the people that I'm still in contact with. So that way I can train, you know, people all over, not just in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's actually a really nice thing. Cause I feel like everybody, especially after the pandemic, right. It's like, we all got so used to having to do everything remotely or from home. I mean, well, and you know, it's like gyms got locked down depending on where people were. And personally, that was a period of time where I really lapsed, <clears throat> excuse me in my own like workout journey, so to speak. So I think that's a nice little void that we're all like needing to be filled right now. So I think that's really cool. Um, but what got you like into personal training in the first place out of curiosity? So, I mean, that's a long story. Um, that goes into, that goes into a very long journey of my life. Um, but just to, to answer it briefly in the beginning is pretty much I was, I, I ran into fitness and exercise uh, by mistake, like on accident completely. Um, my whole life, I was not a healthy person. I was not an athlete. I didn't play sports in school. I was always, you know, pretty overweight and just didn't care about those sort of things. It just wasn't my, wasn't what I was into. And then um, I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and depression and, um, I sort of just started doing, you know, different types of cardio and, and pushing myself into like, a, I guess like an extreme state of exertion. And I found that that was like the, the save all for my mental health. I mean, I, I guess that's what I found. Yeah, <laughs> I could see that. Um, yeah, exercise is... Uh it's kind of amazing for that, right? It's like, it's something that helps you to like get disciplined and get really focused on something that in a way is kind of within your control, you know? Yeah. And I feel like when you go through anxiety and bouts of depression, it feels a lot like you have no control 
over a lot of things. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, I mean, exercise was like, was that for me in different points in my life for sure. I mean, I didn't always take it to a healthy level, but anyway, <laughs> par for the course that happens. Um, what do you find to be the most enjoyable part of your job right now or of your work? So, um, I mean, just sort of piggybacking off of what I said about um, like how I accidentally got into it. Now it's like the most enjoyable part of it is I mean, it's everything that I think about now. You know, I, I train myself constantly and then I, I'm working and I'm growing and I'm improving on, on my own personal fitness and, and different sort of um, goals, you know. And then at the same time, I'm trying to constantly help other people better themselves, helping them find out what they want, you know, because, you know, people say fitness and then it's like, what is that, right? Fitness is like just a general term. There's so many different things. So it's really just kind of about this journey with people and, and finding out what they want and what they want to feel and, or what they want to look like or whatever their goals might be. And then just sort of helping them find out what works for them. And then, and then sharing my experiences and knowledge along the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely part of the gift that you have. Like I was saying, you're very attentive to your clients needs like you were always asking me questions, even though we were like been training up to like a year, you were still asking me questions. <laughs> Um, and at times also really patient, which I think is really important too for the kind of work that you do, which not all, and all trainers have that. Like I know for a while you were like, let's try kettlebells. I was like, yeah, I don't know. And I'd show up and like, oh, there's a kettlebell. Okay. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just try. (laughs) But I think people need that, especially when they're trying to do something they've never done before. Right. Or something where they have like. <clears throat> so uh, sorry for anybody who's listening with headphones. I like, I live in a desert now and I'm not acclimated. <clears throat> um, but especially for people where, yeah, it's something really new and they do need like support and guidance and assistance. And sometimes I think because of society we live in, it can be an environment that comes with this like unspoken, uh, like anxiety or like unspoken judgment in a way. But yeah, we're training with you. Like that was never that was never present for me, which is like really cool. Totally. Yeah. I I think like almost, I would say like 99% of everybody that I've ever worked with has, has shared with me um, that they have that same sort of feeling. Like there's some sort of like society judgment sort of thing that's going on that they, that they think is like a happening to them or that is like present in the gym when in reality, like we're all, individuals and we're all feeling those same things and it's really just like us and our own thoughts there's there's like nobody is watching you and there is no real I mean there is some sort of society expectations for what is healthy and what's not but that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about just like when you first show up at the gym or when you first start working out and you have that feeling of like you know I don't know what I'm doing or whatever it's like that's all just everybody feels that the same way as you feel that when you do something new for the first time in any field or in anything you start right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and as far as people who could be listening potentially and want to get started on whether it's, you know, becoming physically active again, or, you know, wanting to focus on food or even like the whole picture of how all of that works together. Like, where do you recommend people even start with that if they were to start on their own? That's a great question. Um, all I can say, like everybody is different. So this is by no means like a prescription fix all for everybody, right? By no means is that what I'm saying. Um, 
But one thing that I know for sure that works for me and has worked with a lot of people that that really pay attention to this at, at, in the beginning is like, it's, it seems really simple, but it's like starting with the wake up time, right? It's like the, the early morning wake up time is like the gateway to following a program, following a structured system, feeling good, getting results, um, getting adequate sleep, getting adequate recovery for your body and muscles. Just everything for me starts with the early morning wake up time, you know, and it doesn't need to be like what's early for me might not be what's early for you. Yeah. Um, but earlier than you're waking up now is usually a good place to start. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Um, and as far as like food and macros go, I mean, that's the thing too. It's like, there's so much information out there. And I think a lot of it is either false or distorted or confusing or like not really clear. Like if someone wants to start like with self-examination, but then also like taking some like bits of research as far as like where to start with food, are there different like sources that you rely on for like information with macros and food that you recommend people go check out? So, um, there's definitely a, a wellspring of knowledge on the Huberman lab and the different um, people and scientists and doctors that he has that features on there that are way more advanced in like the science and the chemistry of how the body works with macronutrients and stuff like that. So if you really wanted to like nerd out on those things, like that's a great place to dive into. Um, I'm, I'm almost, I mean, I, I would say that you are not going to get led astray if you go in there. Um, you may get overwhelmed, so just be prepared <laughs> for that. Um, but as a general starting point, um, I think that if you're serious about a certain type of training, like if you're doing some sort of a sport or if you're really trying to maybe even get into bodybuilding or if you're really trying to like do something to where like this is going to take a lot of time and dedication, then it is really important to um, start finding out what your maintenance calories are, how much you're currently eating, how much less you would need to eat to lose weight and those sort of things. But for like the general public, for most people that just want to maybe like lose a little bit of weight and, and feel a little bit better and stuff like that. Um, I think just having like knowledge about what type of food you're eating to, at what times is, is more important than, than necessarily the overall amount, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. It does. To me, that definitely makes sense. Um, yeah, given everything that I've like tried. <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, are you doing keto again or not yet? Or are you going no, to, or are you I, just going to put that off? Um, no, I, so I did my three months on, I mean, I did keto as best as I can. Uh, in all truth and honesty, like if you are to actually be doing real keto, like you need to be like, you know, monitoring your ketone level and you need to be in a state of ketosis the entire time. And like, I just found out that that is extremely difficult. And, and most people that say that they're on a keto diet or are trying to achieve a keto diet are not even close. They're really not even close. They may be like eating more fats and they may be losing weight and all those sort of things, but like technically they're not in ketosis and, and they're not definitely not sustaining that for any like length of time. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. I mean, I, I, I tried pretty aggressively for three months and I think I, barely got into ketosis maybe like like a handful of times and I definitely couldn't stay there yeah no I, I remember it's like every time I showed up for a session it was like where are you at are you in ketosis again are you are you there did you make it are you close <laughs> yeah it was really difficult yeah because watching you do it because I I considered doing it before and I had like attempted it 
but then I had to change my diet for more spiritual work purpose. Oh, well, you remember that crazy diet that I had to do. Um, and then I was like, maybe I should. And after watching you go through it, I was like, I don't know. I was like, maybe not, maybe not that, maybe not that route. Um, yeah, I just, I see people go through such extremes with their food and their diet choices. Um, and sometimes I just, yeah, it just kind of makes me a little sad sometimes because I feel like people dive in without guidance, right? Or without actually yeah. doing the research. And then they end up really throwing their bodies off and like not having sure. that like homeostasis. Um, you know, something else that's coming to mind too. It's like, I don't, not, not want to get political, um, but you know, we're, we're in times where people are kind of struggling. Um, people are kind of struggling with mental health. And you had mentioned that anxiety and depression were a huge part of like catapulting you into personal training. So people who are maybe deep in that, like, how do you recommend how do you recommend getting into these healthier choices when you're in that state? So in order for me to answer that, I would have to, I would have to sidetrack just for a second and go a little bit deeper just to give some context to like why or where and how I was depressed and where that led me and then sure. how I sort of found um, a solution to that. So like, like I mentioned earlier, I was like unhealthy and I was overweight, but, you know, I also was like majorly suffering from, you know, low self-esteem and low self-worth. And, you know, I had a lifelong, I would say like over a decade of just finding pleasure and escape through, you know, drugs and, and vices and alcohol and, and all that sort of stuff. And, so I never really, and I just told myself that like, I wasn't experiencing anxiety. I wasn't experiencing depression. I would just mask it or, you know, not to sound cliche, but I was just like pretty much messed up all the time. So that way it wasn't really present for me to have to deal with. It was there, but it was like so deep down that I was just, I never really felt it. And it just was like constantly building forever. And then, um, yeah, so that, that led me to make like, you know, a lot of bad choices, you know, that led me to a lot of bad choices. And, um, you know, in a, in a nutshell, what ended up happening is like, I ended up experiencing some like traumatic loss all at once, right? So um, a best friend of mine, who was sort of like my, my brother, but also like my partner in, you know, um, substance abuse, I guess you could say, you know, for 10 years straight or more, um, he overdosed on heroin. And then that started my like decline into, you know, just like losing control of everything that I had done. And then at the same time, I was going through like a really nasty divorce. And so like my whole world crumbled beneath me, like at the same time that I was kind of just like really on edge. And that took me into like three or four years of just straight substance abuse and crime and loss of job and pretty much just like destroyed my entire world and I lost myself I lost the concept of morality and what it was important to me and family and all those things and it ended up it ended up me being in prison so while I was in prison is when all of a sudden those things like anxiety and depression and the real true raw feelings when they all just like came up all of a sudden right so like 10 years of suppressing them and 10 years of burying them not dealing with them like they all came up and then I was like there was no way for me to suppress them. So I had to, I had to start facing them. And then, you know, the real, the nail, the final nail in the coffin was like COVID hit while I was in prison and we all got put in segregation. We all got put in isolation. So I was in complete lockdown for 
I don't know exactly, but for months on end, just me in the mirror with the book and like no escape. Right. So like this was the first time that I had to to look in the mirror and it was like a constant. Um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people can relate with this, but it was like there was no turning off the thoughts. It was like one one thought after another of like, you know, things that I had done in the past that I was regretting, mistakes that I had made, you know, emotions that I had never dealt with and felt like just constantly just bombarding my mind to where like I literally thought that I was losing my mind like I thought for sure like the statistics for my age and the time like I'm I'm going schizophrenic that's what I honestly thought but I what at the same time what was happening is I was getting sober and I was confronting my demons that I had been suppressing for a long time and I had no tools in my toolbox of how to deal with them so you know, I, I don't remember exactly how it happened. I think maybe from just watching other, seeing other people or whatnot, but I started doing like burpees and pushups in myself. I just like dropped to the ground and I just started doing burpees and I just started doing pushups. And, and what I found out over a period of a few months was that like, it didn't matter how much, how bad I thought or how much negative emotion I felt. If I just like hit the ground and got my heart rate up really high and I just pushed myself really hard, then I would have like, a little bit of time after the workout was done when my mind was at peace and I was like able to just chill and relax. Right. So that was like the first stepping stone to like killing those emotions and to locking those, those like thoughts that were driving me crazy in place. And I realized that like, okay, so as soon as they start coming back now, I can just work out again and it'll suppress them again. Let's see if this works. And it did. And then it did again. And so I started working out like four or five times a day. And I would have to clean my cell afterwards because it would be all covered in sweat. <laughs> and like I would spend another hour like wiping the cell up afterwards and cleaning. And that killed a lot of time at the same time. So I started to realize that like, oh, this is like I'm actually feeling good now. I just got a good workout and now I'm cleaning my cell. And it just started to give me like this sense of achievement, even though it was so small. And I mean, at the time it was it was not meaningless. Now I look back on it eh, kind of like, OK, you were cleaning your cell. Big deal. But at the time it was a big deal. And so if you think about like, you know, five sessions of an hour workout plus a half an hour or so to clean the cell, plus the shower time after each one, like that was my whole day. Yeah. So I, so I figured out a way to just like, to just kill all those negative thoughts and negative vibes and negative emotions by just keeping this routine going of like workout, relax, stretch, clean cell, shower, eat, boom, repeat. And I did that for like days and then I did that for weeks and then I did that for months. And then next thing you know, I didn't wake up feeling like overwhelmed. I had this structured program. I had no worries that, oh no, I got to struggle through another hard day. This is going to be a nightmare. What am I going to do? It was just like, nope, I know exactly what to do. It's program time. And, and then that's when, like I mentioned earlier, the early morning wake up started to come into effect because nobody was there to wake me up. It was like, I started to wake up earlier and earlier. So that way I could like start this process of bettering myself sooner in the day yeah it gave you purpose mm -hmm. exactly yeah yeah I, I find with depression that's that's the hardest obstacle is to like find some nugget of of meaning some nugget of not just even fulfillment because I feel like there's so much before that right and like yeah. I said it just started with just throwing yourself on the floor and just trying to do a burpee or two or however, I don't know how many you did, but just like, <laughs> just being like, no, I'm just going to try. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do something, you know? Um, yeah. It's interesting how it just starts with something so small. 
Yeah. And then, you know, once you, for me, once you, this came later, right? So the, the, the results of your workouts are extremely rewarding, right? That is an extremely rewarding thing. Don't get me wrong. Like we all have, um, you know, goals and desires and we want to get in shape and we want to feel good and we want to look good in the mirror. And, you know, some care about that more than others, but um, whenever you're doing something and you're doing it for, you know, mental health and you're doing it to feel good, but then you also like, oh, catch a look in the mirror or you throw on a pair of pants that used to fit and they fit again or something like that. And you're like, oh, I'm also getting this extra added bonus of like, now I feel good. I have more energy. I'm losing weight. Like, oh, good. This is this is like more fuel for the fire, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It helps to keep you going. Because it, it could take a really long time for the mental side of it to get put in check. But if you're persistent, I believe that it will get put in check. Like you, if you work out every day and you, if you're in depression and you're anxiety, or especially if you have insomnia and you start working out really hard every day. And when I say work out, I mean like you need whatever your level of fitness is, like you need to be pushing your personal self into a level of like exertion. That's really all that I mean. You need to have an elevated heart rate to where like by the end of it, you're gasping for air, your endorphins are firing and you're usually covered in sweat. That's a that's what a workout includes for me. I'm not talking about any specific type of workout, but that's what that means. But if you do that for long enough, eventually the mental side of it gets put in check and you're not really too worried about like having to deal with negative thoughts, having to deal with anxiety, trying to get good sleep. Like those things just fall into place. And then you can start to create new goals. Like, well, maybe I want to get stronger or maybe I want to do this or maybe I want to play a sport or whatever, you know? Yeah. Little tangent. Chris was helping me with my strength. And like, honestly, low key, I've kept that video about the deadlift my, for my PR, which again, for people who don't know what PR is, personal record. So I deadlifted yeah. 245 pounds. Never thought I'd do that in my life. And I'm like, yeah, I like, even to this day, I'm like, yeah, I did that. I actually did that shit. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was a crazy day. Cause we were like, I don't know what we started at that day. Was it 150? I think I don't I, know. I, I don't remember that day, but I know that 95 was close to our very beginning starting weight. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, we didn't go into that session thinking of doing that, but anyway, sorry, total tangent. Just had, just had to mention. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what was the other thing? I just, I like, I literally just had something I wanted to ask you. Oh, with meditation. I know meditation became part of your regular routine. When did that start? Was it before we met or? Um, yeah. So I, I kind of been, um, I'm going to say this. I've been intrigued and been a meditating attempter for a long time. <laughs> um, I think when I was young, even, even like way before I ever was in fitness or way before I ever had like my downfall and my shift in mentality and all that. But even when I was younger um, and I was like experimenting with psychedelics and stuff like that is when I first got introduced to like some form of meditation Um and I definitely feel that that honestly deserves credit where credit is due, because I feel like it definitely opened my mind and helped me to like, at least start to flame the fire of like, acceptance and, you know, connected oneness and all those sort of things that which I never ever cared about before, which like was irrelevant to me, it would have never existed. I feel like that kind of was the, the door that opened up to show me that there was more into life. And, um, yeah, so then then I kind of periodically would meditate or attempt to meditate, I like to say. Um, 
you know, throughout my life. But then when I started working out and I started, I started my journey towards personal growth. So once I started getting in shape, I realized like, okay, if I'm going to train my body now, I want to train my mind. Right. And so I would, I started reading like a lot of self-help stuff and I was like, you know, trying to find out what these key attributes to people that like seemed like they had it together or were successful or were at least content with life. Right. And um, all of them had like this sort of what I call it is like my morning meeting. I think David Goggins said that first, or I don't know exactly who said that, but like this where you're just, you go into your own head and you just start organizing your thoughts and you just try to control your breathing and you just try to relax, whether you're trying to completely think of nothing or you're trying to just slow your thinking down, whatever way you do it. Um, yeah. But the, just the idea of like spending time isolated in your own mind is is something I'm highly interested in but but by no means an expert but you're you're trying you're an attempter so you're attempting it regularly it sounds yes absolutely yeah um with meditation I mean I think meditation goes really well with working out I think you and I have talked about this too where like if you're doing certain exercises you can get into that kind of meditative state you can kind of get into that like flow state. And in a lot of ways, it can actually help you do even more working out than you initially intended to, or at least if, I don't know if you find that to be true, but yeah. Absolutely. I mean, flow state, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a huge believer in that. And I think that that's what the, the burpees first got me into. I, I think that that's what got me to that um, being intrigued with that might be like the key to calming my mind is because when you get in the middle of that really intense cardio workout and your heart's pounding and all you're thinking about is what you're doing and you, everything else fades away, right? All your thoughts or how shitty your day is or the things that you regret from the past. Like when you're, when your heart's pumping and you're working out as hard as you can, like you can't think about those things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And breath work. I know you and I have definitely talked a lot about breath work. Um, we're yes. probably going to have some listeners that have never done breath work or never even heard of breath work if you could actually uh, explain your experience with it a little bit so I just I just did a long so I just got my leg sleeve finished my tattoo on my leg which I still haven't Um, seen I'm so curious but go ahead sorry yeah so that was actually (laughs) like a an eight hour breath work session in a sense right um (laughs) for, for me it's just like there's so many different ways to breathe and I'm definitely not like a, a breath work expert by any means. But for me, um, if I'm trying to calm myself down in anything like that, um, the best thing you can do is like try to breathe as much as you can through your nose. Right. So mouth breathing is, is not an option. You're trying to slow your heart rate down. So you're trying to trying to take like long deep nasal breaths. Right. Um, same thing as if you're like really exerted and you're huffing and puffing, like forcing yourself to, to come back down to baseline by breathing through your nose is, is challenging, but it's also the fastest way to do that. Your heart rate will actually come back to normal that way quicker than if you were to start gasping for air, that, that would take longer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I forgot the name of this guy, but I was watching a YouTube video actually on that specifically as it relates to asthma, like how, cause you know, well, you know me, I'm asthmatic. Um, and with the moving and everything and then allergy season, my asthma has been pretty bad. It's like, it's, it's definitely better than it was like a couple weeks ago, but he was explaining like the physiology behind that, like why it is more effective to 
like do all that breathing through your nose versus your mouth. And like, even now I might not be able to reiterate it in an articulate manner or maybe I'm making any sense. Um, But it's something about the way CO2 binds to oxygen in your blood that where if you are taking like very deep gasping breaths, you're actually getting less oxygen is like, is Uh. basically what it equated to. But it's something about the way carbon dioxide bonds with oxygen. Um, I mean- any science nerds take that and run with it, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's what it broke down to, but I thought it was interesting. So even now I've been trying to do more of what you just described, like breathing more through my nose, especially since I know like my asthma is like borderline these days, but yeah. 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 And I think breath work too is really great for utilizing, like when you are going through a hard workout, like the whole, like when you're lifting, like expanding versus contracting, right? Like muscularly and like, you're trying to like push through the pain. It's like breath work, I think has saved me through a lot of like tough workouts. Absolutely. Well, and I, I think a big one, um, actually one of like the, the first principles that I try to go over with anybody that has any sort of like, um, desire to lift heavy or to strength train is like getting them to understand that bracing is not holding your breath and it's not, it's not pulling it's not filling your lungs up with air up here at all. There's no, there, there should be no chest rise like when you're bracing for, for lifting weights. Everything is diaphragmic breathing. It's all about like concentrating pressure down in your lower abdominals and, and keeping that pressure there, but still like, I sh- like right now I'm completely braced, but I can talk, right? It's not like, yeah. I'm not this, like I'm not feeling this full of air up here that actually like throws off the bracing process. It's like, keeping abdominal pressure and, and learning how to expand and contract your diaphragm, like without thinking about it, really. Belly breathing, belly yes, breathing. Like belly yeah. breathing, yeah. exactly. Um, I actually use belly breathing to activate. Uh, Cause so for those who don't know, Chris knows all about what I do and all the things. It's funny because when I first started telling you about that, I was like, can I tell him about this? I might sound crazy. <laughs> I don't know. But um, I really enjoyed that part of our friendship. So I use that, I use belly breathing to actually activate my solar plexus and to like, it's also really good for just clearing your energy and getting yourself oxygenated. But yeah, it's all about the solar. It's all about the lower body. I feel like with breathing. Yeah. And before I I ever started lifting weights or anything like that, like I didn't even know what that was. I didn't even know what a diaphragm was (laughs) like, you know, I had no clue. And I had no understanding of like that, that matters um, when it comes to to bracing or breathing or anything like that but it's it should be like one number one like day one for trainers out there or day one for people that are training is like just just lay down on the ground and and put your hand on your chest put your hand on your stomach and try to just make your hand move on your stomach and not on your chest just control control the air coming in and out of your belly versus filling up your your lungs full of air yeah. I wish they taught that in schools too. It's like, I mean, it's kind of sad. We need to like learn how to breathe, but yeah, <laughs> so like, like this is how you actually need, need to breathe properly. So when you mentioned the diaphragm, cause the only time I've ever learned about the diaphragm outside of working out was literally through like choir. And it was like, what is that? And that's what <laughs> we would do. We lay on the floor and do the whole like chat, like, you know, hold the chest, hold the belly and like sing from the diaphragm and not like, not from in here. It's just, fa- it's fascinating to me, but that's like Absolutely. a thing that we don't know how to do. <laughs> yeah. But, um, 
was I going to say? <laughs> Sorry, I keep having these brain farts. My brain has been so like foggy lately. It's been so hard for me to like to talk. Um, but I really appreciate you coming on here and sharing your story and how you came to training and all of that, especially in this way where it feels like it's very mindful and it's not just about the exercise. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, th- thank you. One thing that I would, I would love to mention that it just redawned on me is that um, once, 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 that's a new one. Um, <laughs> once, once um, I started to like follow this structured program of like waking up early, paying more attention to my diet, working out, um, working on self-help and, and trying to be more mindful of my thoughts and my decisions, there was sort of like this like monumental shift in like the new thoughts that were coming into my mind. And I sort of became just like hyper-focused on trying to improve myself like in every area, if that makes sense. And like, I started to really do like a, what do you call it? Like a audit of my decisions that I was making and my feelings that I was having and I was trying to make sure that like there was no bullshitting myself in any area so a big part of that was like making sure that not only am I not going to lie to people no matter what the situation is but I'm also going to like make sure or pay extra attention to try not to lie to myself in any situations right so Um, And I don't know, it was never, that was never important to me. I could have cared less about that. But I just noticed that like, once you start to get things in check and that momentum starts to build, um, life starts to open new doors for you. Um, And as soon as I started doing that, right, um, I feel like my my life went from literally probably almost over or like the worst life that you could be living close to it, homeless, prison, drugs, the, the whole nine to like, all of the things that like make life meaningful were starting to be given to me real slowly. The longer that I held on and the longer that I became consistent and like the universe became aware that I was like making this effort to, to do good or to better myself or to hold myself accountable with things, you know, and that sort of thing. Like all of these different things started to open up to me. Like I, so I, I got out of prison and I started this, I kept the same program that I had when I was inside. So I, I woke up early and I hit the floor and do my workouts, clean my room. At the time I was living with my mom and um, I was on, you know, supervised release and I was working out in the small apartment bedroom. So I would spray the hardwood floors and wipe them down after I, after I worked out in the morning. And then, and then I was taking the bus everywhere and I had all these different meetings and classes and stuff I had to go to. Um, long story short, um, I stayed consistent and I kept the same routine and then doors started to open for me in every department. So I got a job um, right away. I started saving money. I started paying off my fines. I started becoming a normal citizen again. Um, I got my, it took some time, but I got my driver's license back. I paid back all those things. Um, I decided that like, if I'm going to be all about this and I don't want to lose this, I need to like ensure that I don't let anything throw me off course. So I need to be like involved with working out and training 24 hours a day. That way I know that I'm, I'm at least I'm in the right place. Right. So I was like, I got to be at the gym all the time. So I went and got a gym membership. I applied to work at the front and I paid for some 
uh, online training courses right off the get. So I was like, I'm going to just work at the front desk until I get my training certificate. And then I'm going to start training people. Well, I ended up getting a job at a different gym and the guy actually let me train, even though I didn't have my cert yet. He let me train right off the get. And then while I was there, like within the first couple of months, I got my certificate. I passed, which like I was horrible in school and I never passed anything ever. And I just like, I studied my ass off and then I passed it no problem first try. And I was so stoked. And I was like, this has to be right. Like this has to be the path that I'm meant to be on because everything that I'm trying to do is like, it takes work, but there's no like real resistance. You know what I mean? There was some hurdles. There was little blockades, you know, to make, to make it challenging, but there was no like, there was no dead end. It was like green lights for the most part, some yellow lights, but for the most part, it was like <laughs> green lights. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, so I, my, filled my schedule at that place. Um, I'm not going to mention the name of what gym, but it was, uh, it was not a great gym and their, their business strategy was horrible and they were trying to like lock clients into just gym, a two year membership and they didn't really care about the training and stuff like that. So I felt like, for the first time at in a in a corporation i felt sort of like morally unhappy with where i was at and so i applied at this other gym which is ufc shout out to where i work now where i where i met you at and um i was like there's no way they're ever going to hire me there that's what i was thinking but i was like i gotta go for it anyway because i have a record and yada 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 whatever and um i just told the guy my my main my manager i just told him in the beginning i was like look this is my story this is where I come from. I just got out of jail. I just got out of this. I'm on probation, but, um, you know, I've been clean for this amount of time and I really want to do this. And I, I care about this and I'm passionate about this. And he was like, thank you for being honest with me. You got the job. And it was like, right away, it was like, wow, you know, I didn't think that that was going to happen. So I turned in my paperwork at the other gym, started working at this one full time, started taking on clients. And then now it's it's been nothing but like a really it just it was like an incubation period for me to be on the fast track of becoming a great trainer because there's so many good trainers there with such a like wellspring of knowledge that I was just like constantly absorbing all of these different people who had like years of experience in all these different areas just by being around them and working with them right yeah so anyway sorry that was a big long rant tangent but my, that's okay my, 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 my main point of all that was like for anybody out there that like think thinks that like life is like not going their way or they've been dealt a bad hand or shit's just too hard. It's like, you would be amazed that the shift in how things can go your way happens when you start to number one, put yourself in check and get yourself working properly. Take a little moral compass evaluation <laughs> and then just just put your nose to the grindstone and start doing some work in that direction and then like when you live that way like things happen for you that are good right just like the other side of the coin is like if you're like effing people over and living bad and doing whatever you want for yourself and being selfish and lying all the time it's like you can only get away with that for so long before like the universe snaps back on you and then like you end up in a shit situation and then you're like you're dealing with it right yeah so like it's crazy how life can just like if you just work towards doing good and bettering yourself so you can your whole world can turn around like overnight almost it seems like yeah it all starts with accountability um which is interesting because right now I feel like that's something that a lot of people are going to be challenged with not to get all like astrology and spirituality on you <laughs> um <laughs> but that's like we're entering this four-month phase of Venus Leo 
retrograde. And it is about that. It's like, it's about the integrity and accountability of who you are as a person, of your heart, your soul. Like it's the heart of the lion season. It's the heart of a king, heart of an emperor. Like, do you have that level of integrity and accountability or do you not? Right. And it's like the way we co-create a reality is all about that. So if you're coming from that place and your intentions are there, yeah, it like things can, things can be limitless, really. Like, you know, as far as like how I look at it, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing. A a perfect example of that. Another thing that just happened, like, so I had, I've always been in horrible relationships. Like I also mentioned earlier that I was going through rough divorce and all that, but that, that all in the past, like when I got on the right track and I was doing the right things, when I got out, I was like, when I first got out, I was like, I really, in my mind, I've always wanted to be in like a really solid relationship, you know, and I wanted to have like a partner, not just, not just, you know, frivolously run around and do whatever I want, but have like a a team. And like within the first two months, like one of the, like the very first girl that I went on a date with is just like who I ended up becoming my partner right away. And we like super clicked. And then two months later, like she got pregnant with my daughter, Charlie. And it was just like, it's crazy how your whole world just changes upside down when like, you know, I, I really do believe that like, like what you really want and if it's good for you and you really focus on that, like it will happen. It will manifest itself, especially if you're living right. You know, if deep inside your heart, you want a family and you want a partner and like, that's what's important to you. And you put that energy out there and then you live right. Like in some form or another, that'll be given to you. Maybe it's not going to be exactly that, but you know, maybe it'll be like a pet that you adopt that becomes your child or whatever, <laughs> but something will, the doors will open and you, everything that you want will start to like fall into place. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I think a lot of people needed to hear that too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I, weird to think that that comes from like working out, but it, I know that seems like a stretch, but. No, I'm, it's. I'm, Because being physically active, it takes care of like one of the main components of life, right? It's like, it's the meat suit that we have to like carry around with us and and live in and experience things in. And that's a huge part of our life. Yeah. I mean, and another just like miracle. I mean, I think I kind of mentioned it a little bit, but I don't, I I just want to express a little bit of like the extremity of like, I was literally like under the influence of some sort of substance every single day for like almost 15 years. No, no days off, full-time job. Didn't matter what I was doing. I was hooked on something hard and heavy and and I was all in. And so I had already made up my mind early in life that like, I'm okay with that. Like I'm going to live my life this way and it'll probably kill me someday, but it is what it is. This is what I want to do. And, and to think that like, having a timeout and getting some exercise and waking up early and some basic shit like that is like completely removed 15 years of, of no breaks of no time off. It wasn't like this thing where I struggled and I went to this rehab and I, and all the, it was like, no, it literally went from made up my mind, full-time dedication. This isn't who I am to like, up. Oh, nope. That's not who I am at all anymore. And I never want to be that person again. And this, this is actually who I am. You know, that shift is just like, I can't even describe it in this, in words, just just like how incredible that is in itself. Yeah. I think it's a very defining moment in your life and even a divine moment too, you know, in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think a lot of people in the community would look at that as um, like a dark night of the soul, like sort of moment where 
everything falls apart and it's that choice because it's always a choice right it always comes down to a choice and you made that choice you could have not but you did you like 100% went okay we're gonna do this now and that's just what it's gonna be and then boom like magic it just turns around like that yeah it's not easy it's not like not a lot of people would make that choice yeah and I kind of got really into like psychology at the same time and just like by no means am I an expert in psychology or anything like that but I do find it fascinating especially looking back on like the the great psychologists of our time and I'm probably bitching or butchering this um quote I don't remember exactly how it goes but it's something like uh, a Latin quote that's like in filth it will be found which is mm-hmm. like you know the, the 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 most meaningful things in our life are found where we least want to look you know, and sometimes you have to go down into the filth of life in order to like find what gives your life meaning, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's very true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you again for sharing your story. Uh, Again, I think a lot of people would benefit from hearing it. So thank you. Um, Thank you. Where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at uh, Chris um, underscore fit from home that's where I am right now okay and it won't always be that but yeah you can find me on there directly that's my only outlet I'm growing slowly okay you guys can also find him on the website as well at bomby spirit b-o-m-i spirit.com um and that'll take you to his Instagram and other things so yeah so thanks again just one one thing if anybody has like if anybody's intrigued by anything I said and they even just like want to ask a question or anything like feel free. You're not bothering me. And I would respond to you immediately on any topic. So I'm totally open and down for conversations and communication. Okay. Okay. I was literally just having this thought as you said that I was like, Oh, what if you get flooded? But. hmm. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're way better with social media and stuff that I am. I look at my email and I just go, no. And I just, like I can't do it. <laughs> We're very different that way. Um, but yeah, so feel free to reach out to Chris on Instagram or via the website. Either way, uh, you guys will find him there. So thanks again. And all right. Thank we're you. Out. We're departing. Um, but all have right. a good day, everybody. Take care. All right. Thank you.